is a message from one of our Sunday celebrations. And you can find out more about Jubilee by visiting our website at www.jubilee.org.uk. Hello, welcome. Are you enjoying it all so far? That's amazing, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so, going a bit backward now, really, because you had this morning, and now we're going to do the introduction. <laughs> but um, I've got Natalie and Paul and Lou will be here taking this session. Um, I moved to Derby probably about uh, two years ago, and the prophetic was all new to me. And what I've learnt has come from these people from my church. Okay, so I know they're going to have some real gems for you today and give you a chance to do some practical things, I think, as well, isn't it? So um, do enjoy. Cool. So, yeah, Susie said, I'm Lou. Um, I live in Burton-on-Trent with my husband. Just having a conversation with a few people earlier, just to ascertain where that is. Uh, kind of about half an hour uh, drive away from here. Um, we initially, my husband and I, moved up with Graham Pyman to plant uh, Derby, Jubilee. Uh, that was in 99. And then in um, 2013, about God calling us to church plant into Burton. Um, so, yeah, as a family... We moved over there and the church plant was officially launched in January of last year. Okay, so I think Susie said it's going to be in two sessions today. So I'm going to talk roughly half an hour-ish, um, brief outline on sort of the prophetic, how we can hear from God and bringing prophetic words. And then after that, we get to do the stuff, the exciting stuff with uh, Paul and Natalie, some of you may know what that stuff is, I, I recognise some faces from the Prophetic Academy, great to see you, um, some of you may be very new to you, um, but I just encourage you, it's going to be lots of fun this morning. Um, yeah, I'm aware that this, with this topic, some of you may be new to you, but for some of you, it may be that actually you're very used to bringing prophetic words and hearing from God. But um, as we were praying this morning, and I think as Joe brought it in the meeting, actually, I think it's great, isn't it? We're all on a journey. We're all wherever on our journey that we're on. It's good to know more of God and to be challenged and to expect more. So hopefully that wherever the journey you're on, that actually that something of the practical may be helpful um, that I bring this afternoon. Um, so, yeah, so we've kind of been introduced before I actually start, do you want to just turn to your next door neighbour or behind you and just say hi, say what your name is and where you're from? Is that okay? We'll just have a couple of minutes doing that. We're going to start in a good place and that's 1 Corinthians 12 verses 4 to 11. It says, there are different kinds of gifts, but the same spirit distributes them. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but in all of them and in everyone, it is the same God at work. Now to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. To one, there is given through the Spirit a message of wisdom. To another, a message of knowledge by means of the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healing by that one Spirit. To another, miraculous powers. To another, prophecy. And to another, distinguishing between Spirits. To another, speaking in tongues and to still another, the interpretation of tongues. All these are the work of one and the same Spirit, and he distributes them to each one, just as he determines. Okay, so in 1 Corinthians 14, verse 1, it says, Follow the way of love and eagerly desire spiritual gifts, especially the gift of prophecy. And in verse 3, it says, But everyone who prophesies speaks to men for their strengthening, encouragement, and their comfort. So first question, what is prophecy? Well, it's the gift of the Holy Spirit given for the common good. Its purpose is to build up, to encourage, to strengthen, to bring comfort. And it's a great way of bringing connection to God as we seek him to hear from him and to, to bring words. And we've been hearing, haven't we, from, from Jared this morning. Actually, it is, isn't it? It's as we're in his presence um, that God speaks to us and uses us, uh, which is great. 
I think often as well, you know, God brings revelation to truth that often we, we know it already, but actually we need reminding of it and we need to hear it afresh. And I think God often does that as he speaks to us in different ways. So it's a gift that isn't just for use in the church, but it's for any day, any time, any situation. And it's about hearing God, isn't it? And bringing what he's said to encourage others. And importantly, the prophetic cannot contradict scripture. So that's a really good first place to start. In Chris Vallotton's book, some of you may have read it, uh, School of the Prophets, he says how the goal of the gift is to bring out the best in people. Mm. We are to mine the gold buried in the dirt of people's lives and find hidden treasures. In the Old Testament, the primary role of the prophet was to pronounce judgment on sin and calling people to repentance. And getting it wrong could mean being stoned to death. Um, Fortunately, the the New Testament prophetic ministry is very different. Um, It's not about the few, but actually it talks about all of us hearing from God. And thankfully too, if we get it wrong, uh, the consequences aren't so dramatic. Fantastic. Um, you know, Paul encourages us to eagerly desire uh, the gift of prophecy because it is a gift that encourages us, it, it strengthens us, it builds us up. And it's great, isn't it? Because it's a gift that isn't limited to those of us who've been Christians for a long time. It's not limited to leadership, but actually, again, it's for everybody. So, how can we hear from God? Well, ultimately, it makes sense, actually, to hear from God, we need to know him. We need to know his voice. And actually, we we get to know that by spending time in his presence, by worshipping him, by reading his word, and uh, by getting to know his truths. Um, In a recent podcast that I was listening to, um, I was really struck by what the preacher said, because he was saying how very often people would complain to him that they don't hear God. And he was saying, however they hear and listen and believe the lies that the enemy whispers to them and it really struck me because that that's true isn't it that hi guys no worries good to see you um that you know we know god's words we know the truth that it is but actually we we can still listen to the lies of the enemy and believe that so um so yeah so let's not listen to the lies of the enemy but let's hear and believe the truth so in john 10 27 to 28 it says my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me and in Acts 2 17 it says in the last days God says I will pour out my spirit on all people your sons and daughters will prophesy your young men will see visions your old men will dream dreams amen I love it it's great so God created us all differently um, so it makes sense actually that different people hear differently from God For myself, I hear God in a a variety of ways. Um, And Paul, um, really helpfully, has has described it before as as hearing God in different frequencies. And so sometimes you may feel that you hear God in a certain way, but actually, if you don't feel that you're hearing God, it's perhaps needing to tune into a different channel, a different frequency that God's speaking on. Um, It may be that you get an impression or a picture in your mind. Um, And I was reminded in preparing for today uh, actually, that when we, we moved up, because we actually moved up from down south um, up to Derby, and uh, I had this very clear picture of fields with sheep either side and a, a road, a path going through it. And I felt actually that God was saying that Derby wasn't going to be our ending point, but actually that God had um, a road through Derby for us. Now, it seemed quite crazy that we were just starting this new venture of church planting in Derby, and yet I felt God was giving me a picture for something beyond there. Um, well actually we as I said we felt God call us to Burton it actually took us um, a lot longer than we anticipated so it took us a couple of years to actually move Um, I've got two teenage kids and uh, at the time our son was starting senior school and so we actually moved the children into school in Burton and every day we were travelling from Derby to Burton Uh, depending on the time of day we went on different routes and one of the routes, um, some of you may know it, it's through Newton Solney, you go through Repton and Newton Solney, it's a very nice country drive. 
And as I was driving through, I just saw the picture that God had given me, um, and it was just such a, a clarification of actually God knew 14 years previously that, uh, yeah, he had another route for us beyond Derby, it was Burton. And so that picture that I'd had all those years ago was a real confirmation that, yeah, we were on the right track, God was, um, God was in it. Um, yeah. Another way you may hear from God may be a scripture or a song that comes to mind. I love the fact that we do all hear differently from God, and it, it, you know, it's such a different diversity as we bring words differently, as we hear differently. I remember a friend growing up in the church that I was in, he was a member of a chocolate club, and uh, all the pictures and words that he often had were around food, and they were just so descriptive and so amazing. And it was almost as if, as we kind of heard these words, you know, our appetite grew within us. <laughs> but also, like, our, our spiritual hunger was um, kind of activated as well in these just amazing uh, words and pictures that he bought. It may also be that um, God uses situations and circumstances of your lives to speak to you. It might be something for yourself or it might be for other people. Um, not surprising, really, because God's our creator, and I think very often what is mirrored in the in the natural um, is God mirrors it in the supernatural as well. And also, God used parables, didn't he, to talk to people. It was about situations, circumstances that they knew and understood. So again, it makes sense that God will speak to us in things that are going on in our own lives. So, for instance, you may see a child run to your father, uh, to, to their father, and you know, know such an embrace. It may be in a meeting situation. You may feel that you know God's saying, actually, we need to run into the father's embrace. We need to know him afresh. Um, the other day, I was on another route, driving in my car, lovely country route, and uh, I was being very good. I was adhering to the the speed limits, um, but these cars were coming past me, and um, I just thought, actually. Sometimes we can be so eager to get to our destination that actually we miss out on what's going on around us. Yeah. And as much as, you know, it's great and we want to eagerly desire God's gift and the prophetic, actually we are all on a journey together and that's what it's all about, what we're going to be doing together. Um, so let's, let's have some fun on the way. Let's not miss out. Not, let's not be too desperate to get um, ahead of ourselves. It may be that you experience God um, speaking to you through films that you watch um, or songs that you listen to. Uh, God's not limited into how he speaks to us. Uh, the fact that he used Balaam's donkey is a good reminder of that. Um, in fact, I remember the last time I spoke at the Prophetic Academy, um, when I was preparing, I felt God say to me, um, remind me of a song, Hey Maggie, I think I've got something to say to you. So on that note, I'm going to give this to Margaret because she wasn't here on the last time. I missed her. So it may be something really simple. You know, it's not, not, not out of script or anything. Is that right, Margaret? Yeah, thank you. Um, um, it may also be that God speaks to you in dreams. Uh, again, I had an experience of that a few years ago. Um, it was actually a very difficult dream that I had. It was a dream about being really oppressed by a neighbour at the time. It felt quite random because we never had any problems at all before. But actually, that dream came to pass, and um, it was a very difficult time. But I knew that God was in it, and God was going to walk me through it because I'd already had that dream um, and that kind of warning, you know, this was going to happen, but God was in it. So, as I said in a bit, we're going to practice ways in hearing and bringing words. And uh, I was chatting with Paul and Natalie about a bit of what I was going to talk about, and we're actually going to have an opportunity to do it a bit later. But for us in our small groups, what we've done before is we've actually got objects and put them um, in the middle of the room or the room and uh, ask people to have words of knowledge um, for or pictures for other people. So, for instance, it might be a candle. Um, you may feel that God's saying, actually want to encourage you that God's a light to your situation. You may be going through a difficult time, but actually God's going to bring some light to that situation. Or it might be a bottle of wine. I had to get something in there. We're from Burton, so obviously it's good brewing uh, market town. But uh, yeah, a bottle of wine, it may be that, yeah, God's wanting to say, actually, you know, I'm the vine, you know, we're the branches. We can't do anything 
unless we remain in him. So anything that God might speak to you from that. Another way which you might sense God speaking to you is a sense of a burden for someone. It might be something that comes out of the blue or might be something that you kind of feel grows over time. Um, it might be for a person or a person's a group of people or for a situation. And I just encourage you that it may be that God's asking you to pray for them, whether that's in your own time or whether it's actually going to them and saying, hey guys, there's this stuff going on that I can pray into you, uh, pray you know, to God with you. Um, it might also be that you have a, a sense of a feeling of heat or um, a pain in your body um, again I think God uses that to often bring a word of knowledge for somebody uh, that God wants to bring healing uh, I know for some people it's even been a sense of smell that they've smelt something and that actually God's brought them a revelation uh, it might be a fragrance that reminds them of somebody or, or a situation um, triggers a memory of something that God's actually just wanting to highlight. Actually, this is something I want you to be praying about. Um, in regard to hearing from God, it may be that, that actually there's stuff that we can do that helps us to be in a better position to hear from him. For myself, I know that it's having a good soak in the bath or it's walking the dog. And I think probably for me it's because that's where there are less distractions and actually I'm able to focus on God more. I think probably for you guys it might be something different, but I think it's really good that actually as we are wanting to hear from God that we do things that are intentionally um, going to help us to hear from God. So uh, before I go on to some practical tips on how we can bring words, um, I just want to ask you two questions, to, again, just to discuss with your neighbour. It might be questions that you've heard before that you know the answer to, that's great. Um, or if it gets you thinking, and that's really good as well. So the first one is, how do you hear from God? Obviously, I've spoken about a variety of ways that we can hear. Do you recognise there are ways that you hear particularly from God? And secondly, do you recognise that actually you have activities or there are places that you are where you can hear from God more? So is that all right? Just give a couple of minutes to just have a chat about those two questions. Fantastic. Um, Right, so we're going to move on to how we um, can practically bring, bring words from God. Um, so yeah, looking at 1 Corinthians 13, uh, verses 1 to 13, it says, If I speak in the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I am only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have faith that can move mountains, but have not love, then I am nothing. It's so important that we act and we speak in love. And uh, in the words of a great Ella Fitzgerald song, it ain't what you do, but it's the way that you do it. That's what gets results. Uh, fantastic lyrics. I think I've, as my teenagers were growing up, I was trying to impress that upon them. That actually, very often, it's how we say things uh, that can have such an impact. Um, you know, we need to create a safe, uh, a warm and honouring atmosphere when we're, you know, bringing prophetic words it's really helpful I think that we're aware of people's body space and of our own body language we don't want to be intimidating or overwhelming at all and just really we need to just be ourselves we need to just speak normally we don't need to use a, a loud prophetic voice or a um, whatever voice you know just be normal use your own voice use language that um, you normally use you know I think when people are receiving words it, it's helpful that they don't have to filter through stuff that they don't really understand or language that they don't understand <coughs> yes that's it exactly <laughs> more like the message translation isn't it I think <laughs> um, Adrian Horner was with us on the prophetic academy and he really helpfully addressed um, an issue where you may feel that you have a revelation from God um, that actually is about a sin issue or a sin situation in someone's life and in regard to that um, it's about bringing that word um, privately to that person it's not bringing that publicly as a word but actually it's a pastoral issue um, and, and God you, does use directional words and he does use situations like that um, but I suggest you chat with your elders about that someone to weigh that word with before coming to that person but again it's about doing it in love speaking to them in love about it 
Um, again, just as love is excellently described in 1 Corinthians 13, 7, love always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Another basic rule of thumb is no hatches, matches or dispatches, um, i.e. dates of birth, marriages and deaths. Um, again, a friend from years ago uh, in the church that we were in uh, was told by, I believe, three guys that they believed that they had, that God had told them that she was to be their wife. Um, <laughs> thankfully, she's now happily married, um, but I don't believe it's to any of the guys that um, felt that God, God told them that she was going to be his wife. Now, I can say that actually my husband, um, he said he's very clearly heard God a couple of times, one of them being uh, that I was going to be his wife, but actually I didn't find that out till um, we were actually married. So it wasn't that he came up to me and said, God's told me you're going to be my wife. Um, actually, we were going out and, yeah. So God does speak in that way, but just avoid uh, that completely. Um yeah, when we bring words, it's really important that actually we do so humbly and without any sense of self-importance. And another great quote that I found helpful is not to think less of ourselves, but actually to think of ourselves less. Now, I think God's really gracious in the gift of the prophetic, and um, we need to be full of that grace as we share those words with others. Um, it may be that you feel that you have a word, but you don't feel too confident to bring it. Well, I suggest that actually speak to someone who is used to bringing words and uh, just chat it through with them I think they can advise you perhaps how best to bring it or you know just bring you some encouragement um, it may be that you feel that you just get an outline of a picture or a word or a phrase um, encourage you if you haven't got what you feel is complete then just ask God actually God have you got any more that you're going to show to me on that um, for myself, I find very often that actually it's as I step out and bring the little bit that God's given me that actually he then begins to fill in the bigger picture, which is quite scary really. But um, again, God's, God's faithful and actually he loves our obedience as we step out and uh, bring what he's given to us. Um, one thing uh, I would say is that actually if you um, do feel that you have just got a little word don't feel like you have to add to it or make it sound any better I think there's often temptation to do that but again just bring what God's given you again I had an example of I just got a, a phrase and to me it seemed really random but actually I shared it with um, a lady at the church at the time and she was just like oh wow gosh that's amazing um, and actually God, she felt God had been talking to her about going back to work and the phrase that um I felt God give me was actually really specific to the industry that she'd been working in years ago and again knew nothing of it but again encouragement to her right next bit what about if you get it wrong well that's okay just encourage you just to keep going keep persevering you know that's why actually we're told to weigh prophecy so in 1 Thessalonians 5 verses 20 and 21 it says, do not treat prophecies with contempt, but test them all. Hold on to what is good. Again, you know, we've got each other. We're in a body of family, aren't we? So actually it's good to just chat with other folk and say, look, what do you think? Um, whether you've received a word or whether you feel you've got a word for someone else, just to weigh that with others. It may be that actually we do reject the prophecy. We put it on the back burner, think, no, actually, I don't think that's right for now or don't think that's right. But actually, it's really important that actually we don't reject the person who's brought yeah. that prophetic word. Um, again, great example. I remember I was really excited. I just read a book on prophetic evangelism. So I was really hungry, like, God, please, can you give me a word? Um, I want to give a word and use it evangelistically. Um, so I felt that God had given me a word for our postman. So I was very excited and nervous, waiting in my kitchen, peeking out the window to see when he was going to come along. Um, came, <coughs> opened the door, shared what I felt God had given me for him, this, you know, about healing. And it completely bombed. And um, so my excitement quick, quickly dispersed. And, uh, um, yeah, it was it was one where I thought, okay, God, <laughs> what's going on here then? 
Um, but actually, again, God's really gracious, and thankfully so was our postman. He was really gracious. Um, you know, we, he would still talk to you, still delivered our post after that, you know. Um, but actually, it's really good, you know, and we need to keep on practising. We need to keep on developing the prophetic um, and that may seem odd to you, but actually it's like with everything, isn't it? The more we practice, the better that we get. Um, and whatever point of our journey, again, that we're on prophetically, we all need to just keep on pressing into God and uh, being expectant and stepping out in stuff. Um, we're going to be doing that, obviously, with Paul and Natalie in a bit on the different activations. And I can say that I don't always get it right. Um, I do love doing it. I don't always feel like I'm in my comfort zone at all but it's just so good isn't it because it's like God we know that you're good we know that you're going to speak to us and we know that you're going to use us so actually you know as we step out into stuff we know that God's going to going to bless it one thing I would also say is actually if you um do get a word given to you and it is um it is right then I encourage you to tell the person that because um as much as you know people may be used to giving prophetic words it's always really good to hear actually that was right that's really spot on um because i think however long you've been giving words it's always a bit like god this is so random is this really right is this really me um so yeah that's really encouraging when people say yeah that's that's it you're you're on the right track there that's good um I encourage you as well that you may be in a in the setting of a meeting and you feel that god's given you a word to share um i think in the majority of our meetings we have um, leaders who are hosting that so I encourage you to to share that with them however there may be times when actually there is an opportunity to share it or it may be that actually they don't really feel that God's the theme is is on that same track and so you don't get opportunity to share it and I just encourage you don't worry about that keep going keep keep giving words Um, again I've had that loads of times um, but actually Sometimes I've found that actually I've been able to give that word in a different situation, in a different context. Um, sometimes I haven't, but um, yeah, just keep going for it. Now this next bit I think is a bit really of, of you know, what we are wanting to encourage today. But actually how we bring words, it doesn't actually have to just be um, a word spoken. Actually it can be a word sung over somebody. Um, it can be uh, a picture, an art piece, it can be a poem. And I think I want to really encourage you that actually we can, God's so creative, he's made us really creative, that actually we can give words really creatively. Um, I'm not an artist, my daughter's an amazing artist, but that doesn't stop me from giving or drawing pictures that I feel God's given to me. Um, again, you don't have to be an amazing singer to bring a song. I encourage you, perhaps you might want to sing out some psalms or sing out from the bible at home so you get used to actually hearing what your voice sounds like so that's not something that's soft putting perhaps if you feel that god wants you to to bring a song um i think that's that's kind of most of the stuff i'm gonna say so yeah so just to quickly sum up um before we do some activations paul and natalie Um, so the purpose of the prophetic is to encourage to strengthen to build up and to bring comfort it doesn't contradict scripture all prophecy is to be weighed you know whether that's you hearing from God for yourself or whether that's you bringing words to others and you know there's no limitations we're all able to hear from God so every one of us here in this room this afternoon is able to hear from God I think you know it's great God speaks in a variety of ways and so we can all bring prophetic words and again it can be in a variety of ways as we do that but actually let's be mindful as we do that we're loving and that we're humble and also lastly be persistent in being hungry for God that's what today's been all about isn't it it's been hungry for God for his presence and from hearing from him um actually just say before Paul and Natalie come um so something that we have also done before and something that I've done today, myself and uh, some of the children and the youth from Jubilee have um, asked God for some words and we've done that. And so the youngest, I believe, is seven. The oldest is 43. So it's been a, a wide range of uh, age groups. Again, just we can all do it. So not every chair has, but some chairs do have an envelope underneath your seat. So I encourage you to, if you have one, um, just pray that it does bless you. 
Um, if it, if it is something that speaks to you, it would be really helpful to hear that so that I can pass that on to the children and for myself as well. But I'll head over. Thank you. I'll give you a couple of minutes to check your envelopes. Yeah, if you sat next to an empty seat, there's not many of them, but grab it. So, yeah, just to echo what uh, Louise said, if, if your envelope word speaks to you, then it'd be great to feed that back to, to Lou um, so that she's encouraged and can pass it on to the, to the children that have spent time for preparing these words as well. So that's really good. Um, right, so my name's Paul. Um, for anybody that doesn't know me, this is my wife, Natalie, um, and we're part of Jubilee Church in Derby. Um, we help out on the academy and we have a, a little ministry that we're trying to grow um, which we call Ignite and we run that um, whenever we can with people from, from our church um, and we've done that a few times now and basically the whole purpose of it is, that we'll give you a little bit of a flavour um, this afternoon but it's basically about trying to activate and help people hear from, from God. Um, there's a number of people from our church that have been on the course here um, and I know there's at least a few people that are on the academy um, here as well. So you will have done and heard me say some of this stuff and you'll have done some of the exercises that we're going to do. So I apologise for that if you hear anything that you've already heard, um, but hopefully it will still bless you and we've got some other stuff lined up, so hopefully it's a little bit different as well. So... Uh, first of all, who's done, or who knows what prophetic activation exercise is? A few hands. Okay. So anybody that doesn't know what it is, you might know it by another name. So often I'll say prophetic activation exercise, and people will be like, what is that? That sounds like really fancy. I didn't come up with the name. I just heard somebody else say it, and I was like, right, that's what it is. So basically, I like to describe them as like a prophetic icebreaker almost. So everyone knows what an icebreaker is. You'll do it at the start of a meeting maybe or the start of an evening. And you'll go around the room and you'll do something and everybody's like, oh, yeah, we know each other now. Um, and you've done, you've done an icebreaker. So this is just kind of an activation exercise. It's just basically like breaking that prophetic ice in people. And hopefully it's a little fun exercise that gets them into uh, hearing from God and delivering the prophetic words that they get. So that's what we're going to do. Does that sound okay? Cool. Some people are like, no. That doesn't seem <laughs> I didn't sign up for this. Um, so hopefully we'll make it really fun. We'll make it really um, comfortable. The, the number one thing is we want people to feel safe. This is a, uh, a practice environment. So they literally don't feel pressured um, at all. Um, don't feel like you've got to come up with an amazing prophetic word that's referencing this Bible and scripture and that scripture and all this kind of and it looks fantastic and it sounds fantastic don't put yourself under any pressure at all it's really um, about just having a go and stepping out um, we fully expect we know we've done this before so we expect that God will speak and speak quite powerfully so that's our expectation but it's not to to kind of put that expectation onto you guys and say right, you've got to do something you've got to make God seem amazing because God is already amazing and we can't really make him any better than he is so uh, again Lou was really helpful just to kind of back up what she was saying and um, obviously anything that we give today should be in love and it should be encouraging that's what prophetic words should be so we're, we're not going for kind of directional um, words or anything like that today it's hopefully just simple words that are nice and encouraging to people um, and so yeah, so fun, encouraging, safe environment, and um, go with what you've got. Yeah, 
that when we've done this, people are like, well, I just don't know if it's me or if it's God. It's probably just me. I want to encourage you to flip that round and say, it's probably God. Yeah? So first thing that pops into your head is often the thing to go with. We've had examples when people have done this um, where they've tried to overthink it maybe and dismissed the first thing that they had and then it's come out afterwards the first thing that they did have and the person was like, that, well, that was actually right. What you gave didn't really mean anything, but what you, what you had first was correct, so you should have gone with that. So I encourage you to go with the first thing that you get, no matter how kind of strange, as long as it fits within those parameters of encouraging, etc. Um, go with it. If it's just one word, go with it. As Lou said, you often you'll find God will give you something off that, but sometimes one word is all that somebody needs to hear. And, and you might think, well, what do they need to hear that for? You just don't know. You just don't know. So I'd encourage people to go with that. Um, yeah. Obviously, as again, as Lou said, we receive the words. You don't have to take that on. So if somebody tells you something, somebody says today, you're moving to Australia, <laughs> and you're like, no, I'm not. Again, you don't have to go home and start looking up how you emigrate to Australia because this is practice environment yeah so feel free and for the record of the recording I'm now going to move the bin by the door if you get something today and it's just you just feel mm, that's not right throw it in the bin on the way out yeah I don't want people going out of here saying well somebody said I'm going to move to Australia or somebody said this is going to happen and that becoming an issue. So if, if it's like, hmm, that could be for the future, I don't know, then take it and store it and see what God does with it. If it's just totally not right, then just throw it in the bin on the way out. Yeah? Because this is, again, it's practice mode that we're in. So, but, you know, again, our expectation and our experience is that God will move and speak quite powerfully and we expect people to get some really good words and what we often find is that God will do the same word from a different person in a different way or you'll build on what's already been said so again our expectation is that god will move powerfully in this in this time even though we're in what we call practice uh, situation is everybody okay with that right so we're going to easy and gently seeing as a few hands went up to say what they knew what a prophetic activation exercise was so i'm assuming that not a lot of people have done them so we'll try and ease you in gently. So um, we'll go with a relatively easy one first. You want to go with colours first? Okay. So what, one of the ways that we, we do these, um, first off, to kind of take the pressure off of having to come up with an amazing picture or word is to give you a category. Um, so one of those that we do is, is colour. Um, so right away we're limiting the choice. So basically what you're going to do is you're going to ask God for a colour for the person that you're with and then you're going to ask God what does he want to say to that person through that colour. Okay? Does that make sense? Yeah. Right. So limited, obviously there's a lot of colours. We can limit, we do limit it sometimes really small, but we'll go with colours. There's a lot of colours out there, but you've still got something to choose from. You're not having to think of something amazing. So ask God for a colour. What does he want to say about that colour to that person? Yeah? So um, we've got... I'll just run through a few colours that may be popular. Um, kind of some biblical colours, if you like. Um, so we have blue. Blue can be represent the heavenly, prophetic, Holy Spirit. can represent grace, revelation, knowledge, the river of God, life-giving, uh, flow of the Holy Spirit, refreshing, things like that. Red can be um, atonement, blood of Jesus, sacrifice, redemption, love. Pink can represent joy, compassion, healing, uh, friendship, uh, sweetness, innocence, softness, etc. Um, black is an interesting one. You might think, oh, I'm not going to give black as a prophetic word. That's a bit of a uh, dark colour. Um, that can be mysteries of God, secret place, depths that are unknown. So it can represent the kind of the unknown. Um, green, new beginnings, growth, hope, restoration happiness springtime birth new life um, yellow can be courtship with god int intentional pursuit the glory of god happiness joy friendship laughter fun uh, purple 
uh, is a good one. Royalty, kingship, worship, inheritance, richness, richness abundance, infilling of the Holy Spirit. And then we've got white, which can be purity, holiness, righteousness, peace, bride of Christ, and other things. And there's many other colours as well. I'm not saying you have to pick one of those. I'm not saying you have to say, right, oh, you're purple, so you're royal. But you may do. And that's just hopefully giving you a bit of an idea of, of how some of the colours can work into the prophetic. Um, but you can go with red's my favourite colour and God wants to say you're my favourite. You know, it can be literally be as simple as that. You know, that's what we're going for. Um, and like I said, it doesn't have to be elaborate. It can be really simple and really encouraging. That would encourage me if somebody said, I'm God's favourite. I know I'm God's favourite. Natalie's God's favourite, you're God's favourite, you're God's favourite, yeah? But it's still an encouragement, hopefully. So, right, enough of me waffling on. Um, so, we need to get into twos, pairs. Um, so you can do it with the person next to you, or you can get up and move. What we will do, I will be prepared to, to move around, because we will do quite a few of these, hopefully, so you'll be swapping partners quite a bit. I think we should have we should have even numbers, but if yes, not, not, then uh, myself, Natalie, or, or Lou will jump in and do it. So if you want to go to the person next to you first, but like I said, we will move around. So grab a partner, and then we'll do this. Is that okay with everyone? Right, guys. So we're going to wrap that up there. Was that um, was that good? People not in, some people just carrying on chatting. <laughs> Alright guys. Oh, right. So people find that good? Yeah? Was it easier or harder than you thought? Anybody? I can I can think of anything myself. This is quite new to me, there's all this prophetic mm -hmm. You, you came up with it immediately, really. Yeah. I just couldn't. Okay. It's just not on my sort of radar, really. Mm -hmm. Right, we'll see how you go on the next one. I mean, just like, <laughs> really encourage you just to go with the first thing yeah, yeah. that, you know, and that's why I say we do the categories and try and hopefully yeah. just give you something to pick from. So um, we're going to move on and do another one real quick because we want to try and get uh, as many in as we can um, just to get you, get you up and running. And then we've got some other stuff that will maybe just push you a little bit a little bit more so um, the next one that we're going to do is again a category one and the category this time is going to be seasons so you've only got four to choose from um, so again same same format uh, this time we're picking a season um, and then what does God want to say uh, about that about that season and then we'll get a little bit of a little bit of feedback uh, from you guys also mm. awesome cool right so we are going to do another one and then we're going to push push you a little bit maybe out of your comfort zone so next one we're going to do is um feelings yes i want to do feelings feelings so um some people find this tricky some people don't um so we're going to do feelings so we're going to ask god for a feeling now that can be, so you ask God for a kind of like an emotion maybe, an emotional feeling. So it could be happiness, it could be sadness, it could be joy, those kind of things. Or it could be um, a physical feeling. We did this in Ignite and one of the ladies actually f physically felt wind uh, blowing on her legs, which was really cool. Um, I'm sure that was Kathy, wasn't it? No, it was the lady that wasn't from... Oh, yeah. Yeah, I can't remember the name. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So she felt f a physical um, wind on her legs. So it, it could be that kind of feeling as well. You, you might feel something. Yeah. Um, so is everybody kind of on board with what we're going for? Yeah, I'm getting some nods. Right, cool. So real quick, um, jump up, find a different partner, and we're going to do feelings. A good sign. Not that I want to make people cry, but you know, it just happens when we're praying for people, and if, if we're on the right track, then you can get that emotional response. So um, that's cool. So, feelings really good, right? So, we are just trying to blast through these. I'm very aware that we are just going on at quite a pace, but we just want to really um, try and get in as many as we can just to give you a real good uh, flavor at, at doing them. So, um, so we're just going to push you a little bit more now. 
so one of the one of the exercises that we like to do we called uh, we call blindfold prophecy. Um, <laughs> so um, we haven't physically got a blindfold, but we have done it that way in in a smaller setting. But in a larger setting, there's there's a way that we like to to do this. Um, it will take some doing, but we've got. So basically, we need to split the room in half, but I'm not really see on numbers. So I'm just going to split it down here, and then we'll see how we go. Okay, so people, there's probably more people on the left, but we'll see. People on the left, my left. Um, I want you to kind of just position yourselves around the wall. Yeah, with your backs to the wall. <coughs> <laughs> okay, there's plenty of room to spread yourselves, spread yourselves down. If you want to spread yourselves along the back wall, it'd be really good. Well, just kind of your, yeah. That, that's that's cool. Oh, you did pack the rifles in. Not ready to go yet. Right, so. People on the right, you know, need to go and find... So, sorry, actually, before we do that, people with the backs to the wall, you now need to close your eyes. Keep them closed. If you struggle, if you're one of those people that struggles to keep your eyes closed, put your hands over your eyes. Yeah, so you cannot see... We, the idea is that you cannot see anything. So no peeking. Um, yeah, Jessica's given us an example. There you go. Well done. All right, so eyes closed. Right, now, people on the right-hand side of the room, you need to go and find someone to stand in front of and hopefully we're right on numbers this is where I could be moving how are we doing on numbers if this works out I'll be buzzing there's one there there's one are we right yes oh Amazing. Awesome. Right, so people with your eyes closed, you are going to prophesy over the person in front of you. So the idea of this is that you can't see. So whether, whether we're conscious or not, we subconsciously will know whether we're praying to a lady or a man. We'll have a rough idea of how old they are. Um, we might take up visual clues like we can see a wedding ring, so we know they're married, etc. Um, and we'll do this subconsciously and we'll use that to, to kind of prophesy into almost so this is stripping that away and we're just going for the kind of pure uh, prophecy of what God wants to say so people with their eyes closed you're going to prophesy over the person in front of you uh, and you can go and do that now right so we really well done guys um, if we were doing that and we had more time then we would have we would have swapped and the people that had had their eyes open would have swapped and had their eyes closed and we have been given the kind of five minute and you're out warning, so um, so we're not going to swap over. But if you had your eyes closed, how did you find it? Anybody? Good. Yeah. Sometimes some people find it really freaks them out, and it's like terrifying because they've got their eyes closed and they don't know who I'm prophesying over. Um, other people can find it more of a release because they're like, ah, oh, now I don't know who I'm prophesying over, so I'll just go, I'll just go with it. And you know, if they like it, they like it, and if not, they don't. So. We have found that some people, it really freaks them out. Some people feel more relaxed because they can't see and they're not getting, somebody might pull a face off. Some people might just receive a prophetic word like. <laughs> and you're like, is that having any impact on you at all? Or is it just rubbish or what? So again, having the eyes closed might, you know, that just might be your concentration face and you're like really taking it in. I don't know. So it just, it can help people. Um, right, so we're just going to wrap up um, real quick with our table. So we need five volunteers. And if you don't volunteer, then I'll have to pick people. <laughs> come on, well, just have five people come up. So I've got four. No, that's, that's the best thing, isn't it? We've got five. Cool, well done. Right, so you, can you see? We've got five objects on the table. Ignore the water bottles as a note. We've got, for people that can't see, this is a, a rhino squeezy stress ball. I thought it was a hippo. 
It's got a horn. <laughs> we have uh, elastic band. Jessica. <laughs> we have a trophy. We have some coloured felt ball type things. And we have a party <laughs> blower thing. Okay, so you've got five objects, um, and then you guys are the volunteers. Basically, what you've got to do is pick one of these objects, and then pick somebody in the room who you're going to give it to, and give them a prophetic word about said. And I feel really nervous now. Excellent. Well done, Ben. Well done. Right, so everybody that volunteered, really well done. Um, you did excellent, and you can literally see that it only needs to be a sentence. Um, and you've got the object and people know what it means and they can be encouraged by it. So um, hopefully, I know, like I said, I know we've kind of blasted through things really, really quick with a little bit of explanation along the way, um, but hopefully it served you guys well. Um, hopefully you leave it encouraged um, and I'm sure that everybody that's done it has heard from God, uh, mm. whether that's giving a word or receiving a word, everybody should go away, you know, hopefully, like I said, really encouraged. Um, and these are the kind of things that you can do in your small groups in church. Yeah. Um, one evening you could suggest it as a, as a, again, as an icebreaker at the start of an evening. You could all go around mm. the table and do um, the seasons or the colours or something. You know, you can pick any category you want. Animals, we've done it with names. Um, there's just so many ways that you can do that. But it's a continual kind of practice uh, and activation mm. just to keep yourself and grow in if you want to grow in the prophetic and it's not to say that everyone's um, going to walk out the door and start giving words mm. to, to people left right and centre but at the very least if you can hear God for yourself mm. in your own life then hopefully that's going to benefit you guys so like I said I hope it was mm. hope it was encouraging for you um, and I hope everyone's enjoyed it anybody's got any questions about what we've done if you want to come see myself Natalie uh, or Louise at the end will we'll hopefully try and uh, explain things or unpack it anymore. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this Jubilee Church podcast. Feel free to check out our website at www.jubilee.org.uk or come along on any Sunday morning.